0: The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free.
1: I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereous Podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body Mind Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And once again, we're going to be listening to the thoughts of someone who's really dedicated to the nine freedoms. Someone who possibly regards this, as I do, as their favorite set of teachings, uh, the greatest teachings that we have to live by. Um, if not the greatest, among the greatest. And this person uh, we're going to hear from today is Julian Rosser. Uh, He is the husband of Lisa, um, who we've already heard from. uh, And Julian is a staff member at the Ethereum Society in Los Angeles. He's a full-timer. He was full-time over here in the UK for some while. Uh, He hails from New Zealand and was a regular presenter on the Mystic FM radio show. He's also a regular contributor to the Ethereum Society blog and many other things. People will be very familiar who are familiar with the Society with Julian. So today... He's going to be talking from his own experience and his own study about an extract from a lecture by Dr. King on the first freedom. And, of course, the first freedom, as our regular listeners will all know, is bravery.
0: Bravery is essential in all things. For while the aspirant allows the negative accumulation of fear to discolor his outlook, he cannot ever truly aspire to freedom you can't you know there's a wonderful little book called light on the path it's only a tiny little book it's a magnificent jewel of a book an absolute jewel among jewels is that wonderful book it says in that book and this is true that you come to a certain stage where you first look through the third eye, or the Christ center, we, turn, we choose to call it. And this is the most awful, terrifying experience of your life, and it is true. In the name of heaven, my friends, it is true. You will go mad. You will probably end up by committing suicide, or You will be brave enough to go forward. Now whosoever tells you different has not had this experience. I don't care whether he calls himself Swami XYZ or Master QFZ. He has not had that experience if he tells you different. The first time you look through here, you see yourself alone in the universe
2: completely alone. I've always been drawn to the first freedom. I've read it hundreds of times and memorized it, and I've chosen this extract because, to me, the opening sentence, namely, bravery is essential in all things, is one of the most important of all. To me, it's the perfect starting point, and I feel that if I can get this right, then it's much easier for everything else in my life to follow from it. I think it's interesting that, although this is at the very beginning of the Nine Freedoms, the example that Dr. King has used in his commentary actually relates to an experience near the end of our journey on Earth. He's not used a basic story about bravery, the type of thing that we might see in a movie, however inspiring that may be, but instead he's used one of the greatest demands for bravery, That we'll ever encounter as terrestrials. The time when we're able to raise the power of Kundalini to the Christ center, and to raise Kundalini to this point is obviously very advanced. It means you're very far along the path, because if we can pass this test that Dr. King mentions, if we're able to look through the Christ center and not turn back in fear, then we become a master. And we can go on to raise kundalini to the crown chakra, the highest chakra. And once we can do that at will, then we're ready for the initiation of ascension. So I think that Dr. King has chosen, through this illustration, to show that bravery really is essential in all things. And one of the attributes of truly great spiritual teachings is that they can be applied on different levels. I find that I can relate the first freedom to everyday life quite easily, but through this example, we can see that it goes much, much further than that. It's not just something for the beginning of our spiritual journey, it's essential right throughout our experience here on earth. So I think this opening statement from Mars Sector 6, bravery is essential in all things, is the perfect beginning to the nine freedoms because we can't even truly aspire to freedom without it, let alone achieve it. And Dr. King's choice of an example to illustrate this is simply brilliant.
1: Well, thank you so much, Julian. You know, I've always marveled because Dr. King also mentions this example of when you see through the third eye, uh, Darren, in the Nine Freedoms commentary in the book, um mm-hmm. i don't think he relates it in that case to light on the path which uh, was uh, brought to us i think by the master hilarion through mabel collins um mm-hmm. but he does refer to that experience and i've always thought well gosh you know i don't think there's a lot of people on the planet wrestling with that particular problem no um unfortunately no. uh you know and one day we all will but um, it does go to show a how advanced Dr. King is, but as Julian said there, it also gives a great example of you know real cause for bravery, which shows does it not that bravery, while being the first freedom is something we 're going to need all along the way throughout all our evolution i'm sure even beyond cosmic consciousness, even beyond this world, bravery will still be a key key component in in spirituality
3: yeah cuz you can you could sort of get the wrong ideas you know you, you master bravery and then you kind of move on and do other things but actually as you've said this is something that you know we can we have to demonstrate throughout the rest of our existence and um i think certainly you know, in his example, there, as you say, Doctor King helps us appreciate this. Um, I guess the spectrum of experience across which we can apply these teachings, yeah. um, which I think, you know, which, which, which makes it even more relevant. I mean, not just for our everyday life, as Julian says, but you know, for for our
1: evolution in yeah. totality. You know, one thing that really strikes me is that people who listen to this show are showing bravery, and people who start to live by these teachings, even more so are demonstrating bravery because it's not the easiest okay. thing to do. I mean, you know, I've heard so often, well, you know, I come from this culture, I come from that religion, I, my family thinks this, and everybody thinks they have a unique set of conditions which makes mm-hmm. it particularly yeah. difficult for them. Um, And, you know, that's how it obviously seems to not everybody, but to a lot of people. But actually, there, Mm -hmm. there are always difficulties and always have been difficulties for anyone who takes firmly to the spiritual path. It's not unless you're extremely karmically fortunate what your family, the people around you necessarily want you to do. And certainly the conditioning of the world definitely doesn't want you to do that And it does take bravery to stand up and be counted and stick by your beliefs, particularly when they're not universally uh, understood or believed in, possibly even by ignorant people, ridiculed, uh, to stand by them. That takes bravery. And I, I respect everybody who does that.
3: Yeah, I think that that's got to be virtually a universal experience for everybody who's um, um has this choice to to follow the path. I mean, it'd be a very rare person who's who's born into it in such a way that it it's it you know that there's virtually no friction around them. But most of us, as you say, yeah, I I can certainly identify you know points in my life, and I'm sure you can too, where um, there were obstacles to overcome and in in being able to recognize this this like. Um, this, this intuitive voice inside of us that said, yes, that is what you need um, and, and then being able to actually act upon it despite everything you know, going on around yeah, us. Yeah, which is so,
1: why I often say because you hear this often in the new age just go with the flow and mm. that's okay, providing the flow is a spiritual flow. The, the, <laughs> Good point. The Good predominant point. Point, yeah. flow, sadly, on this level of existence, isn't a spiritual flow. It's a materialistic flow. It's a, perhaps a warlike flow. It's a political flow, etc. And if you just go with that, well, then you you won't get too far, you know, uh, on the spiritual mm-hmm. path, anyway. So you, sometimes you actually, strangely, you have to go against. The flow that's around you uh and you won't hear that i don't think in many places other than this show and one or two others you have to actually go against the flow and that takes bravery but anyway before we go on on this because we could talk all morning couldn't we about this or all evening Mm -hmm. or whatever the time is where you are right now good Um, Good topic yeah it is um let's get to our questions because we absolutely love the questions and comments that you send in to us so darren what do you have for us today
3: Yeah, I've got a uh, a comment actually here today that I wanted to share Mm. with everybody. Just before I do that, um, if you're tuning with us for the first time, do find out more about The Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6, and about Dr. George King by visiting our website. That's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Well, I should say as well, I do invite everybody, um, if you do have a comment of your own or a question, even a moment of truth that you'd like to share, do get in touch with us. That's spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. So this is something I thought was very well expressed and, and well worth sharing. And um, I'll read this out to you here. Through fear, the mind compartmentalizes in order to cope with the shocks, truths, and lies that we all are constantly surrounded by. Therefore, we can hear truth, agree with it even, think we live by it, but still remain in denial. We subtly fool ourselves, holding up our progress for years unnecessarily. Current world conditions are too serious and urgent to avoid facing self and truth. Time is short. We are unlimited beings and we can change in zero time. To face truth, we have to face ourselves with honesty and bravery and with total unconditional love and respect for self and all life. Unconditional. All life. Living the teachings means acting upon them immediately with 100% intensity, inspiration, enthusiasm, humility, and unconditional love. Much vital inner work is essential when studying these great teachings which are expressed so eloquently and powerfully by the masters, by dr king and richard and our thanks go to all
1: wow gosh well that's a wonderful comment isn't it and and you know i can't really elaborate on that darren i mean is there anything you'd like to say about that comment uh, well i guess it's
3: i think it's good that he highlights that you know self-delusion even is often an obstacle in the path to freedom it is and uh, and i think a reminder that you know therefore our our outer, our outer life is a reflection of our inner life that we create for ourselves and if we want to transform you know these conditions we have to Um, look within as well to transform ourselves. And if we think about ourselves, maybe, you know, or if we think about enlightenment as the ultimate clarity, well, I mean, we're not literally ultimate, but (laughs) relative Mm. to our state now, um, then, you know, that's where we're going towards. And I think that's where we'll have be able to, um, you know, with that sense of clarity, be able to really see the world for what it is. Uh, to be able to overcome fear and see it for what it is. Um, yeah.
1: Journey, uh, and I think you know we have to. And of course, what's testing in this day and age is that we have to be in the world but not of it. And mm. you know, we're in the old days, and, and there was a, you could see why. In order to find enlightenment, they, if they were really dedicated, and you have to admire them for their dedication, they would have no possessions at all. No relationships per se at all, other than with other fellow aspirants, and that would only be as mm-hmm. and when necessary. And their guru, mm-hmm. of course, if they had a guru, which many of them would have done of uh, one kind or another, but, and they had to forego, uh, as I say, uh, all the attributes, the, the things connected with the world, cut off completely from their families, um, which in, if they were in, in ancient times would be better understood, but not really liked by their families. Um, but, you know, mm. now we don't do that. Now we're in the world. We we have to work through material things, not because materialism is real, but because it's a necessity for existence and then we have to transmute it until it no longer does exist. It's a strange paradox there and that takes mm. a lot of bravery and all the things that that comment really Brought out. I think that was a really good comment. I don't think I can add to it, except to thank Julian Mm. very much for his words today and to thank our producer, as always, Darren Ball, and to end with the words we always end with from The Third Freedom that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment.